0: PTB Wrestling Network, family and friends, welcome to, to this month's episode of the newest and hottest pod here on the PTB Wrestling Network, the Pod of Honor. I am your co host, Scott Criscolo. Joining me uh, for our second journey, uh, uh, I, I'm actually, and I, I don't want to get mad at me, but Uh, At least he's in the same hemisphere as me. So he has to suffer with shitty winter right now. Unlike my co-host on Through the Looking Glass, Mr. Dave Hall, who's it was 100 degrees, I think, two days before him and I did this past (laughs) this past month's episode of, of Through the Looking Glass. It's like 97 in Australia. Anyway, good evening, Steve Aloysius Willie. How are you? Good evening. I I lost my podcast discipline and uh cut in before you up <laughs> I right. apologize. everybody. Everybody giggles. Freaking Greeny's been doing that for years. All right. Um, yeah. anyway, hi Steve. How are you? Hello. Uh, so, uh yeah, I I you know, I when I do through the looking glass uh with Dave Hall, you know, Dave lives in Australia. So, you know, it's freaking 22 degrees here and it's like, you know, 92 degrees there. Uh I'm glad that I'm talking to doing a podcast tonight with someone whose winter has been shittier than mine. <laughs> yeah, we got about 10 inches of snow,
1: uh, we were supposed to get more, but luckily it didn't come as bad overnight as expected.
0: right but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Steve, always a pleasure. And of course, I talk to Steve quite often. He' is one of our uh, he's one of my uh, hosts along with Nate and Pete over on the, the main event. three shows this month. I want to do a little early plug. Three shows in the month of, of, uh, uh, of March. You've already heard one of them last, last Friday dropped. Then we'll have another one next week. And then March 31st, mm-hmm. Steve Willie's favorite main event episode of the year. We go down the list to every single show that will be going on in the City of Angels and surrounding Burbs for WrestleMania weekend. I remember I remember so our episode, I know, right? <laughs> I, I remember our episode last year. And that last year, of course, Pete and I well Pete wasn't with us at that time yet. But uh I was going to I went to uh Dallas and, and I think I saw one extra show. <laughs> I saw the multiverse of matches, which was a lot of fun. Uh I probably saw my favorite match of the weekend. That was uh Speedball Mike Bailey against uh Alex Shelley. Um but there, of course, you know, La Rebellion defended the NWA tag team titles like 11 times, and they stayed in our hotel, which is pretty cool. But anyway, so that's going to be the last episode of the month. Uh, that'll drop on Friday, March 31st, the weekend of Mania. Steve, Nate, Pete, and I will give you all 247 cards um, from, you know, Booker T's promotion to Janela's party to Effie's gay brunch. So we're going to just go the whole the whole schmeal the, the whole... Uh, The whole and I gotta tell you, people want to laugh not for those reasons, but just laugh because Effie's a funny character. But in terms of the wrestling, I've heard that the Effie's Gay Brunch actually has some has good wrestling on it. I've heard.
1: Oh my, uh, yeah, my friend's been to two of them. Um, His uh, his girlfriend or is not even remotely into wrestling, Uh, but they go to that show and it is. It's like eleven a.m. Yeah, and. Uh, she loves it um and it is it's it's really great wrestling it's a lot of the um g c w crew um some of them but just a lot of different indie talent and yeah it's uh it's also a really really great time very very welcoming to whomever to-, to right. really whomever it's exactly um, it, it's not like your typical like like holier than now indie crowd as you know, back in the day, you know, the show Ring of Honor used to have quite a bit of those fans. Yes, like they the did gatekeeper fans holier than thou. Yep. Like yep.
0: this is my the, promotion the Messenger message yeah, exactly. types. Oh yeah. Oh, I got a I got a great story to tell you. Speaking of uh, gatekeepers, um uh <laughs> uh it has to do with one of our matches tonight. Uh, I wish you were there, Steve, that day. Uh because I got I got called out by a fucking gatekeeper, those mouth-breathing trolls but anyway um <laughs> anyway you know,
1: like okay yeah, let's let's just go for it because this isn't the you know ring of honor especially what we're covering is all the older yep. older years when it wasn't independent like you want to welcome people into exactly <laughs> it's like it's a niche of a niche like yeah. wwe or you know even AEW is you know more mainstream like today but like these other places like you want to build and you like want to be welcoming and that's what's great about wrestling is when you can bring all different types of people together and just have fun or something just really stupid when you think about it and yeah exactly it's just yeah just, yeah well, like well, look, for, I mean, look the, at our lives like how yeah, I mean, many people all over you just said you do a podcast with someone from australia right like that's you the know? common thread that brings us all together
0: exactly and i mean it's funny how the tribalism is more... Like, I know during the pandemic, the tribalism was most definitely WWE and AEW. I feel like now that we're kind of back in normal world... Well, normal, relatively speaking, I right. suppose. Um, <laughs> uh, like, the tri- the WWE-AEW tribalism's kind of faded. Like, I don't think anybody really fucking cares anymore. Like, it's all right, it's wrestling, move on. Um, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, WWE is taking everything over. It, this is their season. Yeah. When, when WrestleMania is over... Yes. Remember, our next episode, you know, we we just previewed uh, AEW Revolution, which happened over the weekend. And you can hear us talk about that on our next episode. But, you know, after after uh, Mania, it's AEW's time because then WWE will have their secondary shows and then AEW starts building to double or nothing. So every both promotions get their, quote, times of the year. The only time they really share is August. And now, of course, WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania. SummerSlam has been announced for uh, August 5th or 6th, whatever that first Saturday is in Detroit, and we have a contingent going. I'll be going to the Motor City. So, uh, Jordan, clean out that basement, you pig. There uh, might be a lot of people there. Yeah, we're all going to be sleeping in Jordan's basement. Um, uh, you know, and then there's a, then at, when SummerSlam's done, then AEW is the whole month, the rest of August to get ready for, for all out. So everybody gets a shot the tribalism is in the indies like you know you have the you know you have your GC- gcw has suddenly become like you know don't make fun of my brett lauderdale like whatever it's 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 aid. it's ecw without any writers it's all that's all aid. that's <laughs> all and, and what's funny is like, crappier the people,
1: wrestling yeah the people who have kind of hopped on over the last uh like year or so it's actually been on quite the downturn <laughs> over the last year it is
0: uh, and no it has nothing to do my dislike of of gcw in general has nothing to do with moxley it honestly doesn't mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with him i just think it's i can't get behind a promotion that doesn't have weekly tv that's why admittedly steve i sometimes struggle with new japan because oh yeah i can't i i need look i'm an old school wrestling fan i grew up in the 80s just like you did just like uh pete did and nate for the most part we need weekly TV. I love my big mega shows, but what, what am I? What am I engaged in? I always have this conversation with Doctor G. What am I? What's engaging me to watch this show except just like standalone matches? New Japan, at least. <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, I know we're totally going off the rails. We will get to our topic tonight, I promise. But uh, you know, I need a little linear. I need something. I need something to get me excited. Why am I watching Nick Gage, who should be in prison? uh and 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 uh and uh, still in prison i should say uh beating hitting some fucking bum with light tubes why am i getting excited about this what's the point why is he hitting him with light tubes what's the story oh they don't have any tvs why should i care i feel the same way at least i i know everybody makes fun of nwa because of tyrus and everything but at least they have weekly tv mm-hmm. and the mid card's very good and it has the hex that's our girl's date <laughs> And yeah. impact. Although, yeah. although I haven't seen impact. Although I haven't seen uh, Marty and uh, Allison on NWA much lately. Anyway, although they are they are firing up the uh, uh, they are firing up the women's television title in uh, April at their next pay per view. But anyway, we're going off the rails. Uh, the point is ROH back in its day, and that's what most of this pod is. For those that are new to us, new here, this is only our second episode. These are not, and I always say I always do. I did this disclaimer for the first six or seven shows over on through the Looking Glass. These are not. This is not episodic. In the sense that if you 're listening to this and this is episode two, and you didn 't listen to episode one you're you 're not missing anything in the sense that there 's no continuation so don't don 't stop this pod, keep listening, but then go back to our archives on Podbean or your podcast catchers and check out episode one because we had a lot of fun with that one tonight we 're going to have a lot of fun too unfortunately the the reason we 're doing it is very sad, but, but you know it 's been now a little over a month since the passing of Jay Briscoe who passed away in late January in a, in a very, very tragic car accident. Uh, thank God his, uh, uh, his children have pulled through, I think. Yeah. His wife and, um and Mark's now working for AEW, I think, right. Or is he kind of bouncing around? I mean, I, he, you know, he, uh,
1: he officially got the graphic. So he's, he's the, is all elite. Yeah. He got, he got the, the
0: hashtag. He got the hashtag. Look at that, huh? Sexy beast. Um. So tonight, Steve, Who's my research guy? Because this is his baby. This is he, he's the gatekeeper of this pod. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Picked this out because I, I could watch. The problem is, is and this is why I love why Steve does it. I I could watch like a zillion matches. So if I was doing our picking, we'd be we'd be talking about like 26 matches tonight. Because as a tag team, of course, Jay and Mark are are arguably the best tag team in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. I consider them the new era equivalent of the Dudleys in terms of just dominance. In- Dominance
1: and like a little bit of like less hardcore, but kind of still Smash Mouth. Um, right, but better wrestlers. Like they're great. They're yes.
0: they're great wrestlers. Well, we're gonna we're gonna prove that tonight, right?
1: Okay. That tonight.
0: Because you picked. Uh, so so we did not pick any Brit Jay Br- uh, Briscoe brothers tag matches tonight because we wanted to focus on Jay specifically. The,
1: no, 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 we had the. No, and we have the yeah, we had the Motor City Machine Guns match.
0: Oh, that match. That's right. Why did I match? That? That's my bad. Um, uh, yes. So we have one match. Sorry, I forgot about that match. Oh, there it is. What an idiot. Um, so we have five matches tonight. Sorry, my bad. Why did I think? What did I think? Four. Sorry, my bad. Um, so uh, I've done this to Dave too. I've totally like thrown off the rails. But anyway, <laughs> okay. um, I've, done I've done that too. All good. So five matches tonight. All right. Let me redo that. Five matches tonight. I don't bother editing. It's the fourth wall. You guys have been with us long enough. We've been here 11 years. There's plenty of screw-ups. Uh, five matches tonight. One tag. One tag. And then four matches involving um, Jay individually. We will do a, we'll do a, another episode down the line highlighting maybe the best ever ROH tag teams. That would be a fun, mm-hmm. a fun, fun episode. So we'll do more specific Briscoe Brothers matches. We did one tonight uh and and it 's a banger, believe me it 's a banger, but the other four are all uh Jay Briscoe singles matches, including one that means a lot to me personally, and it also uh, uh, also uh, is where my tribalism story my uh, ge i'm sorry my was it my gatekeeper story comes in so besides <laughs> let me ask you this steve excuse me be- be- besides obviously we want to honor tribute to him for his passing. Where would you put Jay Briscoe in the general sense of ROH? I know we could talk more about this when we, at the end of the show, but um, I would have done an episode with him, with them anyway, because I honestly think that they are like the faces of this promotion. They, they probably were one of the higher paid in the company, which means they probably were, still weren't paid a ton, but they didn't go anywhere. Honestly, right? For much of the, between 2004 and, you know, 2017, 18. No, oh, not at all. They didn't go anywhere. They were, they were ROH. They weren't like anybody else that came through, won, won a championship, whether it was Samoa Joe or Punk or Roddy or, you know, Steen or any of those guys who were there, cut their teeth and then, and then, and left. Why do you think they stayed so long in ROH? Like, why do you think it was, was it a combination of, they just were loyal to, to like carry and all those guys. And was it maybe other more high end promotions couldn't fit them? Like, what do you think? Um, I'll,
1: there's a funny story that I just read, uh, after Jay's passing, uh, that Mark told, and he said that every time they would go in for their contract negotiations with ring of honor, Mark always said, Jay, let me do the talking. Cause um, Mark legitimately is like a genius. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was a gimmick, but like the announcers, uh, I think Kevin Kelly told us this too. Um, and Ian Riccoboni said it on TV several times that like, they took, uh, like, um, like, um, what's the name of the test? I can't think of the name of the test. Like the, uh, an intelligence test and IQ? everything. Yeah. every Yeah. An IQ test, thank you. I was going
0: to, I was going to say the wonderlick like, yeah,
1: oh, it was everyone thought Danielson. of, uh, <laughs> Yeah, everyone thought Danielson was going to score the highest. So this was, you know, back in the day. Right. But it, it turned out it was Mark. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So Mark was was would say like, "Let me handle this." You know, every time we go in here and you talk, you basically just say, "Hey, you know, we're loyal to you, Carrie, or we're loyal to you, you know, Sinclair," and then you know they don't get as much money as they deserve, and. So the final time he said that, I was like, Jay, don't even say anything. I'll handle anything. And as soon as they went in, they shook hands with, um, I forgot the guy. It wasn't Carrie. It was one of the business guys. And, and, and Jay's like, don't worry. This isn't going to be a big deal. You know, we're very loyal to you. You know, let's just get this done. And Mark was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, There goes all our, there goes our money. There goes all of our, right. our I think that part of it is part of it. Um, you know, I, when, like, I've realized this more and more over the last few years when you see people who pass away and that they do have, you know, negative stuff in their their past. Um, you know, Jay did have some pretty bad homophobic slurs over the years, mm-hmm. but that was years ago, right. uh, 2011, 2013. And it, more than has apologized for them. And he has, you know, speaking of F.E.F.E. Effie came out um after his death and said you know there's no problems ever like we talked about it years ago everything is cool he's a great guy Mm um you know we've all done things in the past we're not proud of i think part of the reason like and this came out more but i think almost more of the reason was their history of wearing uh like confederate flags uh you know in the early times it's like man you can't put them on tv and all you have to do is just be like hey these these are guys wwe um and then all of a sudden you get a publicly traded company I, I do think there is some of that there right um but i also think that part of it was like they were you know they were happy where they were at like they did legitimately work on their chicken farm and their family that was you know they did that during the week i think mark still does like jay has like his a landscaping company right um so like i, I ran into you know one of the chicago shows like the Briskos are hanging out after the show and it just like kind of catch like, you know, Hey Mark, how's the farm? And he goes, he like starts talking to me about it. He's like, man, it's been a really rough winter. We just had to put down a whole bunch of the chickens cause they had some disease. And he's like, this is like, this is not a gimmick. And so I think that the, one of the reasons they, they didn't go is that as well. It's just like they, their family, like Mark's got like eight kids, like Jay's got a bunch of kids. And it just didn't didn't work for them. And they did, you know, they did some Japan tours, right? You know, they, they did some Noah, they did some New Japan when they were with Ring of Honor, but for the most part, they they were. I mean, Jay did the first Ring of Honor show, and he's done the most recent Ring of Honor show, and mm-hmm. like since like since day one, as I said.
0: Right. So yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense, and I agree with you. I think a lot of it was the aesthetics. Um, you know the, the confederate flags uh which is funny cuz Delaware's in the north yeah I oh, yeah, always oh, I don't too. even know I, I don't even know if that made any fucking sense but um uh I just always love their entrance theme Well, they, they ended up having like you know the typical generic music but I always loved getting back my bullets by Skinner. that was their theme and mm-hmm. and that was a special moment now when we get into one of the matches later uh, our last match actually um it it that that came back and hit me as because it was a great moment that night and that match. But we'll get to it. So so they joined the business in the early 2000s. Um, what do you think, before we get to the matches themselves and why they're there, why do you think, Steve, that Jay was the standout? Because I think Mark's a great worker. Is it because Jay was kind of, in terms of storyline, in terms of gimmick, Jay was more of the straight-laced one and Mark was kind of the hitting the back of the head with a shovel um, <laughs> kind of thing, even though that was totally gimmick. As you mentioned, he's not a dumb guy. Yeah. Why do you think Jay was given more singles opportunities than Mark?
1: I think it was a little bit of the character, because. but even in the early days, like we like our first match is Oh four mm. early Oh four. Like Mark wasn't really portrayed by that as like that he was portrayed as the younger brother, but at some point and you could see it as we, as we go along, but, uh, especially after these matches, we're going to do in the late two tens, mm-hmm. um, Jay was definitely portrayed as the badass, and part of it is his his, uh, his promo style and that like yeah, and Mark just a little bit a little bit crazier. But I I also you know I th- I think Mark didn't doesn't get enough credit for his wrestling I, style and I don't
0: either. I don't his I don't humor.
1: Sure. And and I did also like wonder like why he never really got any any chances even for I don't know if he even won the T V belt. I guessing that it would be smart now that he's in AEW that maybe he ends up being the guy who dethrones Claudio. Um he deserves it. <laughs> he des- you know deserves that opportunity. absolutely. Does. Yep. Um but I, yeah, I, I think that's it. It's just that he Comes across more as the tough guy with his promos, and Mark is more of the crazy guy. Mm. I'm like, if we've, I think I shared with you a couple videos of like Mark doing the weather. Not that this yeah. is about Mark Briscoe, but I yeah. actually think Mark might have been more of the marketable one because he's just legitimately funny, just a legitimately funny dude.
0: Well, let's see. I'm looking at his championships and accomplishments. This is Mark we're talking about. Um. Uh. Let's see. He was. Uh, that's a tag title. Tag title. Uh, tag tag. He was GCW. They won the. They won the GCW tag titles three times. Uh. He was the Jersey. The GCW light heavyweight champion. Although I think GCW was the pre- precursor to. Jcw yeah. was the precursor to GCW. Yeah. Uh, they did win the Crockett Cup. That was last year. I'm wearing the T-shirt right now. Uh, let's see, uh, tag, tag. So the only, the only singles belt he ever won was the, he did win the honor rumble twice. Uh, no, the only ROH belt he won was the, the, the tag titles with Jay and the six man with Jay and bully. Oh God. Um, (laughs) 13 time ROH tag team champion. It's incredible tag team of the year in 2007, 2019. They were the tag team of the decade in the 2010s and of course 2022 they were in the they were made into the ROH Hall of Fame. And even Dave has given the Briscoes respect because they were tag team of the year in 2007. So, but the only singles belt Mark 1 was the GCW light I'm sorry, the JCW light heavyweight title in I don't know where, when? But let me see. To say when he won it. Uh, uh, no, doesn't say when. I'm probably sometime in the mid 2010s. I'm sure when they were still JCW. But so yeah, so Mark really never got like a legit chance, no for singles glory. So maybe, maybe now's his time. It's it's it sucks that this had to happen for that to be the case.
1: Absolutely. And Tony Khan would of, tell you that too.
0: Yeah, that's kind of shitty. Uh, anyway, why don't we yeah. dive in?
1: Tony Khan. Um, before we get on, like yeah, um he wanted Briscoe, the Briscoes, in the company this whole time, and you know he fought and fought and fought, uh, to get them in, and it was like he had a hard time just being able to get a darn uh, tribute show for Jay, um, because of, and that was all coming from Warner. That wasn't coming from from AEW, right?
0: right. Yeah, that that was that was weird, because obviously, you know, sometimes you can be forgiven and sometimes you can't. Yeah.
1: And the sheer amount of people in both AEW and WWE that have worked with the two of them over the years. Right. I think everyone
0: everyone seems to love him. Right. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. So let's hop in uh, because we have five matches to talk about tonight. Why don't we dive right in with match number one, Steve? What have we chosen for our first match?
1: All right. Our first match is pretty legendary. And I picked these, I have these in chronological order Mm -hmm. uh, for the show in in specific. And that is for the Ring of Honor world title, Jay Briscoe versus Samoa Joe. Um, From what is this? Uh, March 13th, 2004, the Steel Cage match at Ring of Honor at our best. Um, pick this one. Uh, just like last time, I just kind of looked up Jay Briscoe on Cage Match and just um sorted by rating. And the first three matches were FTR and the and the Briscoe brothers. And we had talked once that comes out on the final one comes out on Honor Club that we might just do all three as one series, which would be pretty pretty darn cool.
0: Oh, I would definitely, I definitely be in for that. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and so I just then went down the list of. Hey, this match might be cool. This match might be cool. Oh, I haven't seen this one before. And, uh, you know, you come up with a couple of matches, too. And we just kind of put this together. And I thought that this one just had to be there. Because this made Jay Briscoe into a legitimate, like, singles threat. Because Jay and Mark, coming into this time, they were tag champs. And mm-hmm. they were in feuds with, you know, other other tag teams a part of this feud, what started it, was that Joe was trying to become a double champion and he would pick up various tag team partners and could not beat Jay and Mark. So basically he's like, you know, how with this, I'm just going to beat the shit out of these kids. And then uh, I think there was interference in the first Jay-Joe match. You know, don't quote me on that. Um, so then they ended up having a steel cage match and whew, <laughs> this, <laughs> this was one of the biggest bloodbaths of the time period because remember wwe did not bleed in this time nope you really didn't have any other alternatives to watch you know of you know big name wrestling and so to see this much blood in a match and and joe really put the fact of how tough jay was when stimo joe was one of the most dominant ring of honor champions ever uh, it was a really big deal to elevate
0: Jay. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the the first couple of years of Ring of Honor, we had those those kind of guys like you know the Xaviers and the 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 Danielsons and and Punk and Joe. We're going to talk about a lot of dominant champions tonight, two in particular, and they bookend our five matches um, because the champion in our last match might be even more dominant than here, but. Joe, obviously Joe, let's see, this was what, March? I don't know. Did the trilogy with Punk start yet? I don't
1: think mm, so. No, I think they had the first match very close after this. I'll look it up as we're talking.
0: Yeah, I think this was the first one. The second one, the draw was in the summer. And then the last match, I think, was in like late November, early December. So they, they were spread mm-hmm. out. They were yeah, spread I just out. didn't remember the first
1: one. Yeah. Um, well, they had the one in 2003. Um, the first one in the trilogy was June of 2004. Okay. I think it's
0: June, August, December. I think. Uh, June. I think it's June, August, September. I'm pretty sure. June, October, December. There was a oh, three way okay. match with. With homicide in there too you know, in August, so that might, okay. think right, that might be something I'm thinking of. that might be what I'm thinking of. The October one is the draw, but anyway, mm-hmm. so Joe was on a roll, and at the time, Jay was predominantly a tag team wrestler. Obviously, Briscoes were already dominant. I believe they were already in the midst of their first or second uh, um, turns as as ROH champions. So here we are, uh, Samoa Joe and Jay Briscoe, and this match. Is a bloodbath. I mean, it is. It is almost borderline disgusting, bloodbath, and not the only one we'll, we'll talk about tonight either. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I, t- I messaged you in our in our in our in our group uh, at one point, and he had been bleeding for a while. I think Joe threw him into the. It was the cage, obviously. And there was close ups of Joe raking his face into the cage. Obviously, Joe was. Uh, Jay was being, was being perceived as a solid tag team wrestler, but very young and very inexperienced and not at the level of, uh, of, of Joe at this moment. Joe was, Joe was a stud right now. Yeah. He was a stud. And at one point, Joe, Jay lifts his head up and not only is he bleeding, oh, but the blood you. the blood is starting to coagulate and harden. <laughs> so it looked like red snot's. I mean, it yeah. was, it was fucking coming
1: out of his forehead. Like, yeah, yeah that's was, a great description.
0: It, it looked like boogers. I mean, it looked like red boogers and it was, it was absolutely gross, but my God, what a fucking brawl and Jay was out there trying to lead him on and and eventually Joe gave him a, I think he, uh, he pinned him. Um, yeah, cause shit, he did pin him, but I'm trying to figure what the finisher was, but I know a couple times Jay was trying to get out of the cage, but it was just a. It was a great story of a guy who may be a pretty damn good tag wrestler at this point in his career, but never had been on a stage like this at this moment, taking on a guy who was totally locked in as one of the best in the world at this moment in 2004. And he gave him his everything, but boy, Joe put him through the meat grinder. Oh, my God. Oof. And I like to switch because in the beginning
1: and I and I didn't really remember this, but once once they were explaining it it kinda of clicked in. Because like Jim Cornette at this time it was like his first time coming in and he's like, Oh, this is the birth bris- these are the Briscoes, this is the next Midnight Express type thing. And so he would he come in for a couple shows. He wasn't in for this one. And so Jay's like trying to escape the cage right away, kind of being like a cowardly heel, which is very strange to see Jay Briscoe be a cowardly heel. Uh right. you know, based on what we'll see for years and years to come. But then after Jay started to bleed, it's like, oh, okay, they're they're positioning him as this underdog. So you went from Joe being this big face in this match and Jay and Jay being the heel to uh, the crowd wasn't against Joe by any means, uh, but, you know... He kind of acted chir- like a
0: heel, though. Like, when he was walking around the ring, he kind of acted like a heel. Oh, he yeah.
1: Heelish. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a bully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the end was... Uh, he did the muscle buster off the second rope, so he was standing in the second rope and kind of... That's right. ...grabbed Briscoe off the off the cage. Um, the AJ style stuff really is important, because that was more with Joe after, after the match. Right, right. Uh, yeah, they did... Um, Jay was basically turned face by bleeding buckets. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was a raw match, very strike heavy. Um, By no means is it like five stars in the technical sense of the word, but this was just a fun, disgusting brawl. And I think was indicative of kind of ROH in these first two or three years of the company kind of channeling ecw because you know it's still fresh in people's minds it sure. had only been it had only been three years without being too garbagey you know what i mean um because roh didn't wrestle matches like that all the time most of the rest of their matches were all technical you know marvels um i i enjoyed the storytelling a lot and the blow. i mean just that coagulating sticky oh, oh god it was it was i'd never seen that before It's one thing to have a guy's, you know, it's one thing to have, um, uh, you know, like a guy's blood dry on his face. The Rock was Mm -hmm. notorious for that. It's another thing. When the blood has, it's taken, it's been taking for, you've been bleeding so long that before the (laughs) cut closes, the blood is drying up and turning to goop. I mean, it's it's (laughs) fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. But a great match. Check it out. It's not on. Uh, It's not on our. One of the main things we'll let you know is if matches are elsewhere besides the main, you know, the Watch ROH app. That one was on YouTube. It's on the Ring of Honor
1: YouTube page, yeah. From one of their Throwback yeah. Thursdays. One of their Throwbacks. They
0: yep, they did. So that um, one's not on the main YouTube page. Or the main uh, ROH uh, Watch ROH app. So the stream.
1: And I won't go off on my old Honor Club rant, but you know this is one <laughs> of uh, the issues with Honor Club, and I'm hoping that it eventually gets fixed is that there's a lot of footage that is not on there. And yes, I agree. And there's a, almost all of 2004 is missing. But even the match I picked in 2011, I thought although the Sinclair era stuff was all up there, and it turns out that's not all up there either.
0: Um, uh, the other thing that they need to fix, because it's going to, and I was watching this with, uh, it's on the uh, ROH YouTube channel. I was watching it with Dr. G, actually um it is i understand that you know like theme music and stuff you have to you know they have to take care of that copyright issues yeah but instead of like just i don't know either clipping it or putting in generic music you just leave it dead right so and this this happened when we were watching our matches in our for our first episode that if you go to YouTube and you put on and you find this match, the first like minute and a half has no sound.
1: Mm-hmm. I really hate that. I really, I hate really hate that
0: dislike it. Yeah, I hate it a lot too. I mean, stop, don't be so lazy. Come on, Tony. And somebody I think to editor. Throw that was to all music on that there. That was
1: all done beforehand. And I know with it? some. Of the, yeah, with with Ring of Honor itself, and I know that with some of the comp DVDs I have, that you know, straight from Ring of Honor. Right. They would They would cut it. They'd start it in the ring and have like, like a, you know, you're more the the TV guy. Like the um, what do they call like the titles on the screen?
0: Like a title uh, gra- car, graphics card. Yeah, it's a title graphics it, card. Yeah, it's a title. Yeah, card. they would yep.
1: put that in there. Um, I like the. Obviously, it would be best if they had the music. I'm sure most of their later years. They did a lot of it in-house because they didn't want to get in trouble because they were, you know, having it on a pay-per-view and such. So that's not going to be a problem going forward. It's like Mark Briscoe's theme that he's using right now in AEW is his Ring of Honor theme. Mm -hmm. Um, When O'Reilly and Fish came back, when Red Dragon came back with Adam Cole, that was their old Ring of Honor theme that they were using. So uh, a lot of that was in-house. But I just... They gotta figure out a way, and because I don't like when WWE does like the you know like the garbage music they find in public domain to replace some of their themes. I'd rather just use a different theme or just pull the audio. Like just we're you know I'm not a genius in this kind of stuff, but we're smart enough now. to like keep the get the um, announcing separate, and then pull the music out because when they're coming to the ring, a lot of times the announcers are giving you backstory going back to what you said at the very beginning. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice to have that story. I, I only remembered some of the, um, background with Jay Briscoe and Jim Cornette. Cause they just made a couple of quick mentions of it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that that's right. But you know, that they do that as they come to the ring. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, I like to think that, that down the line is, as, Tony and whoever in, within AEW is in charge of this that they start to, to clean that stuff up a little bit because it throws people off. I mean, I mean, listen, I don't know who runs the ROH YouTube channel. I mean, I don't know who, if they have a... I, I have no idea how that works. This it's is, just I been mean, sitting there unused for this whole time. Yeah, I mean, this match has been here. This match, uh, one of our matches uh, that we'll talk about in a couple of minutes has been on the ROH page for five years. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So, there you go. So, our first match, March 16th, 2004, um, Samoa Joe and Jay Briscoe in the cage for the ROH world title. Not the last ROH title match involving Mr. Briscoe that we will be talking about this evening. Um, This second match was a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. We're going to be going twice, I believe, if I'm correct, to the year 2007. Yeah. Uh, What do we have next, Steve?
1: This match... I think this is a forgotten gem because I remember watching it when the DVD came out Mm -hmm. because I remember having this, but I had no recollection of this occurring. Um, That's Jay versus Mark. And in a singles match, they had a a singles match in 2002, and I think 2003 too, when when Mark was only like 17, 18 years old. So they would go to Boston where he was allowed to wrestle Cause in New York and Philly, you had to be 18 and they had a couple of singles matches where it was just like kind of Mark being jealous of Jay. This, I just did not remember the story. And um, this is when they finally switched over away from Gabe Sapolsky and whomever doing whoever else he had with him doing commentary. And right. they went to Dave Krasak and Lenny Leonard, which was just leaps and bounds better, a better team for this. So they really are good at breaking down the stories so I didn't even have to do research on this afterwards because they said exactly what was happening. Like the Briscoes had the Ring of Honor belts. They had the NOAA Japan belts and they lost them in on their first offense, both of them. And so backstage they were doing a promo in between shows and said, you know, we got to toughen up and we- we've lost our edge. And Mark started pushing Jay to kind of hulk him up. And they're like, that's it. You know, let's just fight. Let let's prove it to ourselves that we can do that. Let's just go out there and, and have a fight. So it's kind of an original angle where like we're really we're really like sucking right now. So let's go out there and beat the shit out of each other and right, get our right. get our mojo back.
0: Right. Right. Uh I enjoyed the I enjoyed that match. It was very different. Uh um they had a fun chemistry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the what the basis of it was. Um, were they doing some kind of series that in that time in 07, like it was a two night thing, right?
1: Oh, with the fifth. Yeah. The fifth year finale. I see what you're saying. So they did this, um, start, I think like starting in the fourth year, they used to do an anniversary show and then they like, I think the fourth year they had a couple shows and then for their fifth anniversary, they did a whole slew of shows, and it might have been five. I'm going to look it up here, and they toured all over the place. Um, and so I think they did they did a couple shows in England, mm-hmm. um, like yes. in Liverpool, and I'm trying to think if this is the one that and that like the show before this, uh, Naruki Doi and Shingo from Dragon Gate beat the Briscoe Brothers. To become the championships and then it was it was like i'm not gonna lie like i can point out when i you know something's not the best they, they basically just hot shouted hot shot right. the uh the angles so yeah they did new york city philly dayton ohio chicago uh liverpool in the finale which was also in liverpool so new york philly dayton and chicago by this time were kind of their their hotbeds,
0: hot spots right yep. yeah
1: new york city w- usually would be more like new jersey i think but they just started using the Manhattan Center. Yes, uh, at this time. Yes,
0: we'll talk about the Manhattan Center a little bit later.
1: Oh uh, seven was a really hot time yes. for a Ring of Honor,
0: and honestly, it was it was a good time for wrestling. Other than WWE, well, I mean, WWE in oh seven was not was not awful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Impact was was solid oh seven is when they dropped the nwa and just became tna because christian was champion and he was wearing the big you know the the 10 pounds of gold and then they made their own belt um i feel like oh seven was like a a a very interesting year for wrestling um and uh and i think roh you could argue uh steve that roh might have been the best promotion in 2007 yeah you know i mean trying to think who were the studs in new japan the usuals
1: yeah i think so Tanahashi. i don't even remember new japan at this point yeah um, but this card like the finale card had like the briscoes match here that we're talking about it was a mid-card match right like there were three matches after it was and shingo beat uh roddy strong and davy richards for the tag belts nigel beat jimmy rave in a fight without honor uh and remind me to give my props to nigel later on <laughs> um yeah it's just some great moments in that main event
0: uh yes.
1: and then Samoa Joe defeated Homicide for the um uh, in the main event we also had uh, a match before this Matt Seidel versus Pac who was like uh you know Pac short obviously you know Adrian Devil in WWE very short but like really burly and stocky and muscular but back in the day he was like he was like almost like a midget, like you know, talk about vanilla midgets back in the day. This is yeah. worse. He was like tiny, had no. He was like a little tiny gymnast.
0: So, in other words, he 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 went to the pharmacy in uh in Tampa. In other words, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, fifteen years. Of definitely did. Milk. Um, we are going to do a Nigel episode, by the way. Oh God, yeah. Well, we should try try to get him. I, I'd yeah. love to try to get Nigel. We'll talk to Kevin. Yeah, he's one of my talk favorite dudes ever. We're gonna get KK on. Kevin Kelly will be on our show as well. Um, we got to catch him when he's home. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed this match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, you know, it was a good little back and forth. I think even more than Jay, I think it exemplified Mark that he could be a guy that can that can be a good mid card singles guy. I don't know. If, I don't know if Mark's world champion material, but I think he's a solid mid card guy, upper mid card guy. Um, I mean, I could see Mark and AEW even now, maybe feuding with um who's got the mid-atlantic is pox still have it uh orange cassidy has it oh no oh, we would then we wish Pac actually still had the it. two of them would be um, really together teaming to be honest <laughs>
1: those two would be it uh, would, hilarious it actually, working I, would actually,
0: I think that would be i think that would be high comedy i would actually enjoy it mm-hmm. um but i thought it was a good match i enjoyed it a lot that was a good pick i because i always i i i think i had asked you um did they ever, like, have a feud against each other? I didn't ask you if they wrestle each other because I'm pretty sure they did, and they obviously, they obviously we have proven it. They obviously have or did. Um, but I, I hadn't remembered if they actually had a feud, like if they hated each other. If something happened, some one of them turned heel. I don't remember. This was not the case. Um, I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. That's because they're fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> but I don't think there was a feud involved. I think they just wrestled.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, there was a, in 2021, I remember them having a wrestling match. I don't remember. I feel like they were, yeah, they've done this once more. They had a match in between each other, like randomly in October of 2018. I wonder if they just ran back the same, same thing. I feel like they had some like fight with a little bit more to it. Maybe it was for the belt at some point. Right. Uh, I just, I just can't recall.
0: Yeah, I, I can't either, but any event, uh, They have wrestled in the past, and obviously this match we're talking about. Uh, I enjoyed it. Again, it was a fun back. It was just an – I mean, I I think for the most part it was just an example of the two of them and how good both their chemistry is in general by having great chemistry with each other. Um, And I think having good chemistry with your partner one-on-one just makes you that much better a tag team, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and like how many times do you think they did this on the farm? You know, like either Wrestling for practice, yeah. yeah, either for practice or just for you know, they were getting into it with each other. Um, so yeah, there was it, it was kind of like it was almost like an exhibition in a way. Uh, you know, they did a lot of back and forth for the first few minutes, and then you know, they took it outside and just started chopping the Jesus out of each other. There are some, this, I did not like this, um, building, it was scary the way the railings were so close to the ring. And like the wood floor that looked like it was covered in hepatitis, and
0: oh like, god, yeah,
1: covered,
0: uh, <laughs> covered in hepatitis. Well, I mean,
1: <laughs> the ring in 04 was covered in all sorts of bloodborne pathogens. After oh, that, yeah, I'm <laughs>
0: surprised everybody didn't get didn't lose their livers by <laughs> yeah. the end of it. Like the squares are really
1: close, and yeah, like they started flying quite a bit. I yeah. I actually loved the finish. Because it was a war of attrition. Like, Jay was clearly stronger. Mark was clearly more agile. Uh, I thought when I saw the time of the video, because sometimes I accidentally see that, I'm like, oh, this is a time limit draw for sure. They're just going to go, like, 30 minutes. But they did a double knockout. And usually the stuff like that kind of seems like a cop-out. But for some reason in this one, it just didn't seem like that to me. It seemed like these are two brothers who just beat the shit out of each other until none of them could go
0: anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh it was fun. It was a fun, fun match. I enjoyed it. So check that one out. Jay versus Mark from uh let me look Fifth Year Festival show. finale and March fourth, two thousand and seven. Yeah, so March fourth, uh, two thousand and seven. So that's match two. Match number three. Uh match number three, uh, is from later in the year. Uh not too much later. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, later in No, not much year. at all. Not much at all. April, late April. This is our, our one um our one tag match. This will be our this is our one tag match tonight. And boy, Steve, you 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 warm my heart. You always have. I and
1: love this. This was my favorite match that we watch. And I, I wasn't expecting it. I just I must have seen this at some point because I know I saw I wasn't at this show. It was in Chicago. Um, Good times. Great memories was the show. Yep. Um, I think it was called Cabana's last. I, I think it was called that because I think um, it was Colt Cabana's last show before. Yeah. Before leaving uh, to go to Scotty Goldman. Land. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to go to oh. WWE. It was his last oh, match geez. before he I went forgot. to the WWE.
0: Scotty Goldman. I totally forgot about that.
1: Yeah, and so this was the semi-main, and it went over 34 minutes, and it didn't feel like 34 minutes at all, and I have to admit, this is when I know I love a match, if I'm, you know, either if it's for main event or a show like this, and I just, like, stop taking notes, Um, even TNA once in a while, when we would do some, like, the X Division matches, and I just watched it, it was that good of a match. And we have Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, against the Briscoes. Um, the Briscoes had just won the belts back. Remember, i had said they they mm-hmm. kind of hot-shotted the belts with them and Doi and Shingo. Because this is only, not even two months after the last match we discussed. Um, right. Motor City Machine Guns had like the zero one one belts, they said. And the crowd, oh, they call them the Murder City Machine Guns here. I don't was that like were they in impact maybe at this time and they couldn't use Motor City? Like that
0: was Um maybe. I, I it sounds like it. Yeah, I think they were. I wanna say they were. I'm on Cage Match now. I'm gonna click a random episode of Impact mm-hmm. and see if it would if, have been uh, like 0, 07. Yeah. Uh well that match only had they all had title. Wow, that that show that impact show had all title matches. Okay. Um interesting. Um I can't even find this show. Uh ROH. I got
1: it. Um Does K-Times do ROH? Yeah. Um I for I just looked up Jay Briscoe for it, but I got it like good times, great memories. I could tell you the card if you want.
0: Yeah, that's what I was looking up. Yeah. So what was the uh yeah, what was like the main and what was like the, the hook for that show?
1: Well the the hook was the Colcabana leaving. So that was just Colcabana Cabana versus Adam Pierce. I don't remember if Adam Pierce was the booker at this point um but you know in my world this was the main event that was just kind of a an exhibition as well but the rest of the card there's a six way with delirious Mike Quackenbush Hollow Wicked Granikuma and Jigsaw so like all the Chikara guys in that versus Peli Primo oh God he was that was a name from the past uh Christopher Daniels versus Eric Stevens uh, Jimmy Ray versus BJ Whitmer versus Homicide versus Brent Albright, another Ring of Honor name. Rocky okay. Romero versus Austin Aries. Uh, Takeshi Morishima, who was the champion at the time. Um, we'll talk about him in a later episode. Versus Shingo, uh, also known as Shingo Takagi, you know, former New Japan champion. Uh, here's a match for you. They would have the Ring of Honor students, and not many people ever came out of that school. Unless you remember the great Tank Tolan versus Alex Payne match. <laughs> Tank
0: Tolan. Tank to-
1: <laughs> And then uh, Roddy versus Jack Evans. And then, uh, of course, the Briscoes versus the Murder City Machine Guns.
0: Murder!
1: Uh, yeah, they were in TNA at this, at this point, for sure. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Murder City Machine Guns and then Motor City Machine... Oh, so it must have been their name originally was Murder City Machine Guns. And then they quickly switched to Motor city machine guns, okay there must have been I, like I would guess there was probably a shooting of some sort and there um and Motor city worked with both of them being from from Michigan, so right um yeah, Shelley, it was interesting because he went away for a while because there was uh, the fallout with um all the um, I, I keep forgetting that guy's name, and uh, that's fine, all the Rob Feinstein stuff. But um oh, yeah, Shelley yeah. so, Yeah, he was in Generation Next. Um Shelley, I thought about picking uh Briscoe's first generation act, uh, next eight man, but it was like forty five minutes long. So I said, no, that's all right. Um so Shelley right. still had some fans because he he went through Chicago quite a bit with them. But it was interesting because I'm so used to seeing Shelley and Sabin as like, you know, mm-hmm. the 2010 era baby faces with all the fast paced offense. But they were like subtle heels here um they would you know try to piss the briscoes off quite a bit uh, my, my one of my favorite was like alex shelley drew the line with his foot in the middle of the ring and uh when jay crossed over with no fear Alex Shelley kind of got on his hands and knees and kissed his foot but also stuck his foot back out to tag saban uh, and then oh yeah he ended up uh spitting water in his face like uh the uh yeah the, uh triple h uh spit water yes. like
0: yeah yeah um yeah, that match uh, was batshit. First of all, I love Shelly and Sabin. Oh yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them individually in their careers. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I, 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 you know, one of the highlight matches for me in 2022 live was seeing um, Shelly and and Mike Bailey at uh, at that uh, multiverse of matches. Um, he's awesome. He's got a good charisma. He carries himself well. Sabin does too. I mean, my my Saban highlights are 20. Jesus, what was that? 2013 when he won the world title from Bully Ray. Yeah, yeah. that was great. And then he started treating what's her face, like, and then he suddenly turned heel and started right. treating uh, what's her face like shit. I'm trying to remember who the hell it was, but um,
1: yeah, just stupid TNA stuff.
0: Right? Yeah, literally, he was the big underdog. Mm-hmm. He he won the world title on an Impact episode out of the blue, then lost it, and then became a. And then he won the X division belt and became a piece of shit. It's like really, mm-hmm. very, it was just so weird. Typical ROH stuff. uh impact stuff at that moment um this match and when i looked at this match is on youtube by the way uh the mark and jay match is actually on uh on the roh app or on the stream uh this match is on youtube um uh and i looked at when i looked at the at the length and saw 37 minutes i went oh this is going to be delicious and it's probably it's probably most of the clip. I would say the match is probably uh you know thirty one minutes or thirty two minutes. I would think it seemed like it anyway. Mm-hmm. um What a match! Oh my god! I mean, it's it's an amazing snapshot. First of all, of what I think is actually great, great wrestling in two thousand seven. But boy, those guys, the, both those teams just knew how to get under each other's skin. Both teams knew how to really work each other snug. I mean, they were throwing and the whole water thing and they knew each other so well. I mean I was just so impressed and boy what a what a battle. What a battle. And um another thing I like about the machine guns, they uh they um they'll go anywhere and wrestle anybody. It's one thing I love about yeah. the machine guns. They'll wrestle anybody. Um I they're I, just fun to watch.
1: I really thought this was like the best of the Indies at this time. It was like four super talented dudes like Mm -hmm. motor city machine guns kind of brought that multi-move like those combo moves almost like video game combo moves in a way where they'd rapidly put like four or five six moves in a row and then the briscoes did some too and i i forgot that they did that kind of stuff so they they kept up with the machine guns that way and it's just like you can tell like they all really cared about their craft like it wasn't a it wasn't a spot fest by every any means. Like everything made no. sense psychology wise. Like they're like, oh, like all of our big moves are working on the ribs or something like that. And then the guns were like these subtle heels, but you know the Briscoes could be face or heel in the same match, just by right, the way they work. Right. Um, but I, they were working the crowd quite a bit in the front rows, like talking trash to him. Like Jay was giving high fives. But you can put this on Raw right now. You could put this on Dynamite yes. right now. This exact yes. same match and 100%. it would blow the roof off the place.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh they 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 just knew each other so well. That's one thing I will always love about Shelley and Sabin is I feel like they look at their team and they go, "All right, these guys are a little bigger. Uh we have to work it a little differently. We'll we'll mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to kind of do a lot of running and everything and and kind of bob and weave. Then you wrestle a team like the Briscoes with the times, you know. Well, they were always small guys anyway. But now it's like, all right, well, we're going to be in a track meet tonight, so we gotta we got to fly. And right. that's what this match was. Um, I just... It's it's just so... I think, deep down, I think they are... They will go down as one of the most underappreciated tag teams of this... I don't want to say this century, but in the 21st century, since 2000. Uh, So we're talking a little over 22 years. I think that... I think that that the Motor City machine guns are one of the most underappreciated tag teams in all of wrestling. And I city. think you could I think you can you know trace their starting
1: to the Young Bucks a couple of years later. I mean they really I mean they did mm-hmm. their generation me stuff, but the Young Bucks kind of being like the next iteration of the machine guns in terms of like go, go go, multi you know, multiple moves in a row. But yeah, this time, like I said, like you know, some people are not going to like the Bucks because it's too spotty. Mm-hmm. Um, this this was different, and I like I, towards the end of that match, like I said, it was over half an hour. Did not feel like over half an hour, and people were literally jumping up and down in the <laughs> seats, like after some of the the near falls, the the kickouts at the end when they were doing their finishing yep. moves, and like Shelly did the J driller, and uh, yeah. And then the, the end of the match was, like, uh, you, it was, like, kind of like the Doom to Stay advice, only Mark Briscoe gave his cut throat driver, you know, almost, like, burning hammer type move, and mm-hmm. Jay came off the top rope with a leg drop simultaneously. Like, that's nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did, like, you know, they did the flip, and, like, they, they, they had such poetry in motion. There was one point it seemed like they did, like, a. Like almost like a bow and arrow, and then they turned it into almost like a half camel clutch. Meanwhile, the other kicked him in the face. I mean, yeah. it was just, just everything was just so so smooth. Everything was so fluid. Everything was no wasted motion. Everything was set on a specific spot or a specific act,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just please find the match. It's on, on uh, YouTube. It's not on the app. It's not on the stream. Uh, April twenty eighth, two thousand seven. Motor City. Sorry, the Murder City. So just to, <laughs> just type MC. And yeah, it, if you try Briscoe's and MCMG, it will come up. It'll find. It doesn't matter what the first word is, um, you will be very pleased. And I think uh, uh, it, it can't be the only time that we've seen those two guys in ROH, Steve. So maybe we need to do maybe as part of our tag team episode down the line, we do maybe a little little Motor City Machine Guns action. Murder City. Machine yeah, they had another match the next year, about the same time. Because
1: mm-hmm. I was wondering which one to which one to choose.
0: Right. Um, you chose well. You chose wisely, as the man <laughs> said in the Temple of in the uh, Last Crusade. You chose wisely. Although I'm sure the 08 match is probably just as good. Uh, all right. So, match number four, we fast forward uh, four years to 2011. And this was my favorite of our five matches tonight. Oh, okay. This one was my, one was my favorite. Uh, back to Solo J and back to a world title match. Uh, set the table, Steve. Go
1: okay, ahead. well, this is a really strange time in Ring of Honor, in my opinion. It was, mm-hmm. like, kind of switching over to, like, moving to the Sinclair era, right. um, but not totally yet. So you know, Kevin Kelly was in commentary, but so was Dave Prazak. So you have, like, the old and the the new. And then the attendance was, like, only, like, 450 people. It it they, it looked like this this place had to have been an armory at, at some point in time. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it probably. was in
1: Charlotte, North Carolina, at the MetroLina Trade Show Expo, January 15, thousand eleven. Uh, only the strong survive, and there this is not one of the best times because you got Roddy was the champion, and the match we're gonna watch is the world championship between Roderick Strong and Jay Briscoe. So Roderick's riding with Truth Martini at this. But this had to be some sort of B-show because Truth Martini wasn't there. Uh, Dave Prazak and Kevin Kelly definitely did not seem to be there. Um, and check out this card. You're going to be like, what? who are these people? Hmm. Uh, dark match Caleb Connie versus Orion Bishop. Uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Bravado brothers, Harlem and Lance. I believe Harlem... He's on NXT 2.0. As I think his name's Andre Chase. He's like the teacher character. Um, let's see: Caprice Coleman versus Red Titus. Colt Cabana versus Grizzly Redwood. Mike Bennett versus Cedric Alexander. Christopher Daniels versus Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, Andy did Ridge.
0: Say, did you say Grizzly Redwood?
1: Yeah. Uh, the, he's a that guy was like five foot tall. Um, he had a lumberjack gimmick. And, like, uh, he would chop down all the big guys. He would be, like, a Spike Dudley type. Like, this has to be on YouTube somewhere. It was, like, an old-school viral video from uh, Chikara where Claudio gave uh, the giant swing to him 100 times. And, like, 100 times legitimately. And the crowd was counting fast. So, yeah, it's a legitimate 100 swing, uh, giant swing on on Grizzly Redwood.
0: It looks like at some point in two thousand eight, Grizzly Redwood joined a, a faction with Eddie Kingston and Brody Lee and called themselves the Roughnecks. Oh, yep, yep. So, <laughs> Grizzly Redwood was, Grizzly like, Redwood was going somewhere.
1: Yeah, they had, like Generico came through, Obushi came through there. Um, yeah, That's Andrew what? Andy Ridge. I think I remember him was like Left Leg Andy Ridge. It was his nickname. You know why they called him Left Leg Andy Ridge? Um, because he only had one leg. Um, no, he was left-handed. <laughs> that's, um, that's not okay. a dad joke. He kicked with his left leg. That sounds
0: that sounds like a that sounds that like a Vince gimmick. Thing. Yeah, left uh, leg, pal.
1: <laughs> Chris Hero versus Davey Riches, Mark versus Homicide versus Generico versus Kenny King. So, you're like, you're starting to see wow the next generation of guys pop up. All and right. then Roderick versus Jay Briscoe.
0: Hmm. Uh, Cage Match has the uh, incidentally Cage Match has the HD Net episodes in their thing, but I don't see the card. I never see the big shows on here. I don't. I, I don't go through Cage Match. It's it's very very confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. It is very confusing.
1: Um, a quiz, uh trivia question for you. Yes. Now the clue is it's Charlotte, North Carolina. This was not the, you know, usual ring announcer for Ring of Honor. Did you notice who the Ring of Honor? Ring announcer was um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh,
0: I don't think it was Tom Miller. Um, was it Capetta?
1: No. No, or oh, one of the original members of the Hardy compound, uh, Stutzy. Stutzy! Stutz.
0: Yes, it was Stutsy. Oh, boy. I'm surprised, that hasn't <laughs> I'm, surprised that's bad. I'm surprised that card has gotten kicked off no, no. <laughs> fucking Stutsy. oh boy my god 2011 Stutzy right as we be, right as we were beginning yeah was, oh my god that's that's right it was Stutzy yeah
1: so yeah this was this came off um like this was a a little bit of a dark time for me because I, I think Steen had just left because Cornet was really stupid, and he thought it'd be great for Kevin Steen to go away for a year, because he didn't like Steen. And then Roderick beat Davey Richards at Final Battle 2010. So this is shortly thereafter, but very small card. Um, Dave Prezak said uh, he had upcoming defenses against El Generico and Homicide, and pretty much this match was, even though Roddy was a heel, neither, he didn't work like a heel at all. It was was kind of like a house show in a way, it seemed to me. Like, Hmm. this very small crowd. But you wouldn't know it by the fact that Jay Briscoe bladed again from the cartwheel. And was also bleeding buckets in this match.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, He didn't coagulate as quickly, though. Um, No, but he he did at one point,
1: like... Had a lot of blood in his mouth, so he kind of like, again, the Triple H water spray, only this time blood, and he was on the floor, so it kind of shot into the crowd. And so he's like this woman, like, flying away, and like, every, and did you, did you see that? Like, when he sprayed yeah, the I blood? Said, and, it's like, yeah, like, that is disgusting. That That's
0: fucking sick. That's yeah. absolutely That's absolutely gross.
1: Um, <laughs> It's pretty much like a uh, Roddy submission style versus Jay strikes up until the, the end of the match. And Roddy just beat the fuck out of Jay though, quite a bit of the match. And he's like, oh, this is out of the, the five matches we watched. Like, shows that like Jay was actually a legitimately good seller. Because I don't really think about him that way. I think of him as like a guy on top beating the crap out of people.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, I loved this match. And it's my favorite of the five tonight. And I'm not... And I, I, I have to preface this by saying, and I don't dislike him overall. I, I'm not the biggest Roddy fan, but I, I do appreciate his matches, but I thought this was the best wrestled match of the, uh, um, the best wrestled match of the, uh, of the night. Um, I feel like Jay actually, Jay actually, um, hung with Roddy Mm -hmm. and, uh, Actually wrestled the match, uh, and and I was I was stunned. I was stunned at how good um, Jay was in this match. I I thought it was going to be very. I thought it was going to be very clunky, um, and I thought it was going to be, uh, you know, very strikey and and. But I got to be honest, Jay impressed me the most in this match as a guy that can wrestle when he needs to and i think this was the perfect time this was a guy you know been in the business almost 9 years at this point 10 years and he really went out there and tried to prove hey i'm not just the uh the ecw uh piece of the roh puzzle i can hang with these with these you know gym guys
1: Yeah, I can I can wrestle in the middle of the ring and exchange holds.
0: Exactly. And and and, he totally did that. And that's why this was my favorite match of the five. The last match has an emotional connection to me, and I like that match. But in terms of just overall great match, uh, he he went move for move with Roddy in this match. And Roddy, of course, had again had recently hooked up with Truth Martini because I guess he was a babyface for a while, and I guess him and Jay were like friends, according to the announcers. Um, I, I I I was blown away at how good that match was. I really was. I, I did not expect. I honestly did not expect the match to be that good. I really didn't. Yeah, I
1: saw the I saw the high rating on it, and then once we turned it on, I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know about this because. I and mean, even the video quality was kind of low in general. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was pretty bare bones in terms like, you know, when, when, you know, the ring announcer can't be bothered to go. Who's, you know, Bobby Cruz has basically been in every single ring of honor show for right. you know, 15 plus years. Um, I was like, oh, this is good. And then like the last few minutes is when it really picked up. And I started feeling the emotion between the two of them. And the crowd started getting into it. And then, you know, they did the... J driller on the table through the floor and somehow they were like fighting on top of the table and it didn't break um yeah and then yeah. roddy didn't even use his backbreakers until the very end of the the match so i don't remember how was this like 20 minutes or so this match
0: yeah it was i think it was 22 okay I think 22 and a half something like that um and and i was just i was completely floored and the blood obviously because you know you got to have some uh was it, it it wasn't it, it added to the match, but it didn't overtake the match. It didn't have it was different than when he bled seven years earlier against Joe. That was just that was more of a again, more of a of a sympathy thing to get the crowd going, but at the same time I feel like uh um in this case it was just because it was that violent. And I feel like, yeah, I can go move for move for you, but I'm gonna bring you to my level too. Mm-hmm. And and that that was that was um something I wasn't expecting. So, I just loved that match. It's, 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 it was my favorite that you picked. Might be my favorite Jay Briscoe match, um, solo match. And Roddy, again, you're right, because I feel like Roddy got almost no response. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't even remember that he was, I knew he was the pure champion, I think. I, I don't remember him being the ROH world champion. So that kind of actually blew me away, (laughs) to be honest. But, um, Check it out. That match is on Jesus, whatever underground slop Steve Yeah, <laughs> I thought that
1: was going to be on the yeah, same thing. Like, it was 2011. I'm like, oh, this is for sure going to be on, on Honor yeah. Club. No, I had to delve deep into the <laughs> dregs wow. of the internet to find yeah, that.
0: Dark web. Hashtag mm-hmm. dark Steve. Yeah, go find the um, DVD. I'm yeah, sure you find can find the
1: DVD for cheap.
0: online. On yeah, exactly. Whether, I don't know. What would it be? Would it be the 2011 year one? Would it be the Briscoe one? Oh, you can probably find the
1: actual card for nope. the actual D V D from the show for pretty cheap.
0: Yeah. So Charlotte North Kakalaki, Stutsy there. Maybe he gets ten cents of the uh D V D sales. Mm-hmm. Um for bail money. Uh so <laughs> uh so check that one out if you can. Roddy Strong and Jay Briscoe from f- January of two thousand eleven. Um from charlotte north kakalaki and now our last match of the night is the one that i have the most emotional connection to because i was there and it was the first not the first roh show i've ever been at but the first major like big show like like almost their wrestlemania ish although that's a good question uh what would you say, Steve, over the years is their equivalent to WrestleMania? Is it Final Battle or is it Supercard of Honor?
1: I think it's Supercard of Honor is their, is their big Mania. And uh, eventually they tagged it along with Mania. Right. Like, actually, it's pretty early on that they did. And and, and they still do. Uh, but they, that, I think maybe now Final Battle, not that I think about it, like the last few years Final Battle has become a bigger deal. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it usually ends up, ends a lot of the the feuds and whatnot. But for the longest time, I mean, they had some of the greatest cards ever during WrestleMania week. And so it'd be like the Ring of Honor would have two shows and then WWE would have Mania. And it was like, you know, you can do a good three-day weekend out of it. And it was, you know, before it blew up into 74 shows, which we'll
0: be covering on the main event at the uh, end of March. (laughs) yes we will absolutely of course and and could be good they had one last year and i'm trying to remember if the show last year was was good i think it was
1: it had um, the first uh ftr that's right. match. Yep. So there you that go. was like that was the first AEW run show that they
0: did um this show uh this match uh well, Steve, you've been setting the table. I don't want to ruin it for you. Set the table for us here, and then I'll give you my part of it. But uh, we are doing, since we I did bring it up, we are doing a super card of Honor. And this is probably... This probably was Jay Briscoe's crowning moment as a professional wrestler on this night.
1: Yeah, this took him to the next level. And it was hard to remember when that was cuz I just don't have a good memory of that anymore cuz I've watched so many so much wrestling over the years and you know as we get older all the years just kind of bleed together. Yeah. So like uh, the last match we watched with Roddy he was you could tell he was like on the precipice but not just not quite there yet. But mm-hmm. this yeah this was this was it this was which one did you say this was? Yeah, Supercard Super, of Honor 7.
0: Supercard of Honor 7.
1: Yeah, so this was April 5th, 2013 at the Hammerstein. Yep. Um so, the story here was that Steen had. Steen won the title at the end of like 2012. Um, after that, he, Carino, and Jimmy Jacobs formed the group Scum, Suffering, Past, <laughs> Ugliness, and Mayhem.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and it, it didn't last like too long. It lasted about six months or so and had a pretty like weird lineup after the three of them. It was well, like Jimmy. Well, Ray. right
0: before, well, right before this show, cause I was watching the build when I, when I watched it on the ROH stream, well, on the R on the honor club, uh, at, right before this show, um, Brett Titus joined. Mm-hmm. Cliff, Cliff Compton joined. Ugh. I'm sorry. I just think a deuce of Domino. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt Hardy involved. Matt Hardy joined. Rhino. Rhino. <laughs> what a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Jimmy Rabe joined. Yeah. So, I mean, the original reason why it began was like when Steen came back. Um, after you know being off for a year because of Cornette, he started feuding with Cornette and then eventually won uh, the title. Uh, you know, eventually won the title, formed, you know, scum. Then feuded with Cornette. Uh, Eventually, thankfully, Cornette left the company um, with one of my favorite moments when I believe it was Kenny King, like, completely chucked him over a table backstage as, like, the kayfabe write-off. But it was also because Kenny King legitimately hated Cornette because he did some, like, racist things towards him. So it was, yeah, one of the—it was, yeah, it was I'm pretty sure it was Kenny King. Uh, Mm -hmm. So— steen at this point is starting to get tired of scum because like you know in the the uh video package where we got like Carino's starting to talk for him and right. steen can talk for himself and steen kind of you know he still respected jay briscoe and then they yeah went to super cut of honor and it was this wasn't a long match by any means it's probably one of the shortest ones we watched but it was It was kind of a slower match, and I don't know if Jay, you know, he had a kayfabe separated shoulder, they said, but I don't know if it was a legit shoulder injury because the first few minutes were, like, really slow. We are just kind of feeling each other out quite a bit. Um, But again, it was like Jay fighting from underneath and Steen in control um, until Jay had this really cool inverted blockbuster move, like his regular neckbreaker. He doesn't really do it off the top rope, and that um, made it more of a back-and-forth match. Uh, the part which got it a little too much is got a little sports entertaining in the towards the end because Nigel at this point he's in the announcer with Kevin, but he's also like the Ring of Honor commissioner, so he is Team Ring of Honor all the way. Doesn't like Scum, but also does like Kevin Steen and Nigel and storyline like each other. So Scum starts coming out and attacking, but they're headed off each time at first. Um, which Jay, door came out first. Uh, like Jay, Mark Briscoe
0: pushed Mark someone off. out. Uh, it was, um, oh, shit. Uh, I think it was Jimmy. No, it was Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. It was Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, Mark took t- out him. And then,
1: uh, then like red Titus and, uh, Cliff Compton and whomever came out. And that was great because Veda Scott sitting at ringside, <laughs> like yes. grabs on at cliff Compton's leg and holds him and like pulls him down. So other people come out. I think like Caprice it was basically like Caprice Coleman um, and Venus Scott and uh, one other person ran off uh, the rest of scum. So then at that point, like pretty much the locker room came out and served as lumberjack. So no one could interfere, although. As they were fighting scum, uh, Matt Hardy came to the ring. Matt Hardy attempted to give Jay a twist of fate to help Kevin Steen win, but Kevin Steen instead threw out Mac because he didn't want to help. And that led Jay to getting a couple Jay drillers after they exchange finishes yes. and Jay gets the win. And the question I have for you, because I remember watching this on pay-per-view live, mm-hmm. but was this, was this considered an upset at the time? I don't remember. Was this like kind of a surprise that he I won? Think so
0: yeah, I think it was, I think it was. Cause I remember, so Obviously, the big emotional thing here for me is I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was it was it was the, one of the first major PTB gatherings. Uh, of course, this was WrestleMania 29 weekend, and keep that in the back of your mind. It was 10 years ago, and a special episode of the Mothership coming up soon will pertain to that mm. weekend. Are on the 10th anniversary of it, um, and we all went. Remember this is the well before the days of NXT. Well, not, I wouldn't even say well before. The, it was only a year before the days of NXT, so I can't even... Where Supercard of Honor was the big precursor show to WrestleMania. Because I remember that Saturday night, Um, we went to the Hall of Fame at the Garden. And that meant the world... That, that was very emotional for me because my, my dad had just passed away that previous December. And Bruno was his favorite wrestler. And of course, Bruno was inducted into the Hall of Fame that year at the Garden. So that, that night meant a lot to me. And then WrestleMania 29, of course, on our first big, big uh, PTB gathering at tailgate. And and uh, uh, Grant Owens left his uh, iPad on Chris oh, Safi's yes. hood, on the hood of his, mother, on the of his minivan, and drove all the way to Virginia and did not move. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that got pulled off. But anyway, um, so I didn't know a lot about ROH at this moment. But I knew the Briscoes. I kind of knew Kevin Steen and the Generico feud. Who was Generico? Man, I can't remember. Uh, Is he still wrestling?
1: No, he runs an orphanage in um, Tijuana, Mexico. There was a rumor (laughs) that the orphanage exploded and he died. But um, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't believe it. Conspiracy theory. (laughs) An orphanage. I mean, he he went away and uh, (laughs) there was actually a shirt that was drawn like – one of the first pro wrestling T-shirts was El Generico's orphanage, and it was like like a like a kid drew stick figures of El Generico at the orphanage helping kids. It, it was really oh. good.
0: Oh god, that's that's hysterical. Um, anyway, um, so I I have a feeling it was because and I, I typed this in our in our chat uh, in our production chat. Steen at this point going into this match had not been pinned in 938 days. So he hadn't been pinned since 2011. We're into 2013. He had just won the world title. I feel like he held it longer, but I guess he didn't, huh? He just won it you at know, the end of 2012? Yeah, he won it
1: at the end, the end of 2012. Um, but he was building, like, he was winning everything with scum, and then he had the year off. Um Okay. But yeah, he, yeah, he had not gotcha. It would have been almost 500 days since he was back and he still had not lost.
0: Yeah. So I remember the crowd was pretty, was, was crackling for this one. Um, because the other thing was, there was a clip where, where I think it was Nigel who's announcing in this. Cause the first time I'd watched this match in a while with announcing and Kevin and Nigel were on oh, fire. So good night, on fire that night. Yeah. Um, and, uh, everybody else was getting the chance for a title shot, but Jay Briscoe's shoulder was bad and he ma- he was not cleared to wrestle. So there was a whole, that was kind of the build as a matter of fact, earlier in the night, uh, your favorite, uh, Steve, Michael Elgin Ugh. and, and, uh, Jay lethal had a number Horrible one person. contenders match. Yeah. And, and uh, El- Elgin won.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he, that guy was. Had it made and he just blew it. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, stop being a bad person.
0: No. And, uh, so... allegedly, don't sue me, Michael Elgin. <laughs> <laughs> he um, went
1: on some railing about cancel culture the other day and it was just like, shut up, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, like
0: um, you're a jerk. Is he, is, he, is, he, is he still legit? Like, you know, um, but, uh, you know, he, he, uh, uh, so anyway that was kind of the big thing of who was going to have to be champion, who was going to face Steen after this show. So I, I legitimately think that, uh, that Jay Briscoe was definitely coming in as an underdog in this match. I don't think there's any doubt. And yeah. maybe not uh, technically uh, in terms of the matches we've talked about tonight. I think in my opinion, the Roddy strong match is better. The emotion in this match, because Kevin Steen, Steen was pummeling Jay's shoulder this whole match and like ripping the tape off and doing like arm bars and Fujiwara's and all this stuff. And it was a, well, it was a good storytelling of watching Jay get like dissected by this, by this unstoppable force that was world champion at this moment. And I did like the uh, t-shirt. That was one of my more favorite t-shirts where it was the, the Steen uh, mugshot and underneath it just says guilty. I thought it was like, yeah, that was like one, one of my a great that was one again, another one of the first pro
1: wrestling t-shirts.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he hits the two J drillers and that three count. Uh, I, I think at one point, I think it was when Mark came out or the ROH guys came out. I think Nigel said, fuck, yeah, at some point. Yes, yes he did. Yeah, <laughs> <And I, laughs> He's like, fuck, yeah. And I'm like, did he really just. Oh, yeah.
1: Me. And then he like did a sprint around the ring. Uh, yeah. After after uh, the pinfall happened, yeah, uh, and it was, it was like what I liked about that it was perfect for kayfabe because he was the commissioner fighting this group, uh, but also like I I think he was legitimately happy that Jay that Jay won because you know afterwards like Jay's family came into the ring and I I have to admit like you know to be a downer here it was mm-hmm. kind of tough seeing his kids um, yes I getting agree to the ring like they were yeah. so young and you know knowing. Uh, I mean, especially, thankfully, both both girls are out of the hospital now, but they still have a, a road, uh, you know, ahead of them to recovery. And, and of course, the you know, losing their father, not even thinking about that, just the sheer fact that they've gone through the physical aspect of it, too. So Correct. that that was kind of tough. But like Nigel hopping to the ring afterwards, like you could clearly tell, see him whispering a bunch into, into Jay's ear while they were while they were hugging.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um But again, the highlight, and again, the highlight for me, and they, they obviously, based on the clip on, on, on uh, the Honor Club, uh, they weren't, I knew they weren't going to play it for copyright purposes, but, and I think most of it was after they went off the air, but they had just debuted new music. And he and Jay yells out to the music guy who he knew his name, first name, which would make Big sense. Wayne.
1: <laughs> Wait, yeah. I, I watched this uh, late this afternoon.
0: So. Yeah. And he and he and if he says, you know, I know we got our new theme and all, but, man, we got to kick it old school. And he said, give me my skinnard, And all of a sudden, the whole place, like the Hammerstein, just blasted. Give me back my bullets. The mm-hmm. fucking I saw people crying. It was fucking it, it was amazing. One of my favorite legit. And I would not move. I was, sit- I was sitting next to Dr. G. We were with a bunch of guy. Our whole crew. Jr. was there. And, uh, uh, D'Amato, actually that day, another memorable day was the day I met D'Amato. So, you know, that was, Mm. so there were a lot of memorable moments that day. Well, met him in person. I'd known him through podcasts at that point, but, um, uh, and it was just an amazing moment and Skinner blasting and, you know, give me back my bullet. Don't do the don't. It's a great Skinner song, but. And perfect for like the, the bashing
1: on the (laughs) guardrails. (laughs) <laughs> like that aluminum yes. thing that was there for years.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, and it was the first time I had been in Hammerstein in a long time. Uh, it was just a great moment live. Uh, again, I think technically, I think the Roddy Strong match is better, but this mm-hmm. one had just so much emotion to it. And then the the comeback of the of the busted shoulder and beating the indomitable Steen and Steen shaking his hand and then Scum kind of he gets kicked out of Scum shortly after Steen. I think Steen turns face. And, uh, you know, and and as you said, eventually within the next couple months, scum is no more anyway. Uh, So I'm sitting in my seat. And I didn't even realize I said this, but I'm sitting in my seat and Dr. G is next to me. And I go, I I give that match four and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sitting in front of me is this fucking guy who's probably, I don't know, 450. And wearing sweatpants. I mean. It's, I'm sorry. I hate to be. I hate to be stereotyped, but it's pretty much. And this big old fucking worse than the Bill Murray SNL skits. Plumbers crack. Fucking turns around and says to me, "Keep your message board ratings to yourself, you mark." I almost <laughs> fell out of my fucking chair. <laughs> Talk about the biggest example of fucking gatekeeping I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> me, of yeah. all people, you're calling me a fucking computer message board, Mark. Me. Oh, my God. I, I laugh. I could not stop laughing. I, I wasn't even insulted. I just kept laughing my ass off. I said that. I'm like, he just called me a fucking message board, Mark. That's great. The match is. Still four and a half. I, I found a show, so I'm really sorry. The match is still four and a half stars. And I walked away. <laughs> he wasn't gonna chase me, he could barely get out of the chair.
1: Um, like, but give uh, your message board ratings to yourself. I'm yeah. sorry
0: that you really loved it. You
1: love the emotional attachment. You really got it. <laughs>
0: like, Yeah. I'm sorry, am I allowed to be? I'm i, I, I can't How dare can't, you compliment
1: I say, what I also liked?
0: Yeah, exactly. How dare you how dare you quantify it? Like, fuck yeah. you. Anyway, um crowd was jacked, it was a lot of fun. Uh uh for more on that night and that weekend, uh, stay tuned later this month uh for uh the special tenth anniversary episode of that weekend uh on the Place B Podcast. Um Yeah, and, and what a moment. And and he would hold it for a while, Jay, and then he would he would like he'd get stripped of it. Then he come back and he oh, have yeah. his like specialty belt with the with the Confederate flags on it. Yeah, um, come on, guys. I know, really. I mean, it's, it was like in like mean, 2015 too. Is that? I funny? know. I, I I'm gonna say this, Steve. Don't get mad at me. It was a cool looking belt. Yes, no. Was it needed? No. But it was kind of a cool looking belt. But no, it was probably not needed. Yeah, just like but, throwing
1: a U like a U S like a flag bandana or something.
0: Yeah. I, I, it's just all right. I get it.
1: I get it. Yeah, or a camo, like camo bandana, like you wore, like later on.
0: Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, so, and he would be, he would win the belt up back and forth a couple times in the next couple of years, I think, and then eventually would kind of go back and settle in with Mark as, as a. Yeah, he won
1: twice, but I feel like one, like, feels like for, and, and I just can't again can't remember, but like. One of the reigns, I believe, was pretty long.
0: Yeah, uh, let me see. He, let me see. Um, uh, let's see.
1: Our Ring of Honor. Oh, so yeah, it was stripped because his contract wasn't renewed <laughs> for for his contract expired. That's strange. Yeah, it's a weird time in Ring of Honor. It really was like.
0: Kevin's Yeah. Yeah, that's I that's, that's strange. Um let's see. So he there have been 37 world champions in the history of ROH. And of course, uh Claudio is the current champion, of course. So Jay won it. Yeah, he vacated it July third. Uh he said after Briscoe suffered a storyline injury at the June twenty third TV tapings would not be able to compete for the foreseeable future. So on September 20th, Adam Cole won his first ROH title in September at Death Before Dishonor in Philly. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He beat Michael Elgin uh, <laughs> in a tournament final. But then Elgin did win it. Adam Cole held it for 275 days until Michael Elgin beat him at Best in the World in Nashville in June of 2014. And then Jay won it back Yes, uh, in September of 14 at the All-Star Extravaganza 6 in Toronto. And he held it. For two hundred eighty-six days, till he lost to Jay Lethal at Best in the World in twenty fifteen at the in New York City, it was also for Lethal's ROH title, and then Lethal held it for four hundred twenty-seven days. Yeah, and then so
1: so. they lost. They stripped him of the title because he was the contracts were over, and they didn't renew right away. Because he, this was when he was supposed, they were supposed to go to WWE, but then WWE pulled their contract because of the tweets. Uh, right. Regarding same-sex right. couples. Wow, those tweets are actually really bad. I forgot how bad they actually were.
0: Uh, I'm not going to repeat
1: uh, them. Not worth it.
0: No, no, no. We we get. Yeah, we get the point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so uh, that
1: they, although it wasn't renewed, you know, they left. They you know had no problems with Jay and Mark Ring of Honor, so they brought him back a couple months later.
0: Right. Alright, so Steen won it At Border Wars in May That was huge Was that he, over Davy Richards? Yeah, in in May May 12, 2012 And he held the belt for 328 days Yeah, that was uh, till, one of the biggest pops In Ring of Honor history when he won Because he won in Canada, he won in Toronto yeah. Yep, and he held it until and, and he never won it again, that was his one win mm-hmm. So uh, how, how shortly after this did
1: he go to well, he WWE, went to Stein.
0: well he went to he was in he was in NXT by 15 mm mm-hmm. because it was July 4th weekend when he lost the R, the uh, NXT title to Finn in Japan when they had that Japan pay per view with uh or the Japan House show with um Brock, Beast of the East, mm-hmm. Beast of the Far East, or whatever the heck it was called. Um he was NXT champion um let me see. He was NXT champion for most of fifteen his middle name's Yannick. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So it's like um, another year that he was there.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look for... Let's see. So he... All right. Steen... They announced Steen signed on August 12th, 2014. He defeated Juice in his debut yep. match at, at at TakeOver Our Evolution. Cause that was a great show. Parker legitimately gave him a broken nose. Yep. Later that night when Sammy won the NXT title, Owens came to the ring and then, and then of course, turned heel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. NXT. Uh, the, uh, Zane. Unstoppable rematch the title against the No contest. After weeks of tension. On the July 4th. Yeah. On the July 4th WWE Network special. Beast in the East held in Tokyo. Owens lost the NXT title of Balor. At TakeOver Brooklyn. Owens had his rematch in a ladder match. But failed to regain it. And he made his main roster debut well, he showed up on the May eighteenth, twenty fifteen. Remember when he was kind of going back and forth, but with uh, between the U.S. title and the NXT belt with Cena, his official, um, his official, I guess, full time uh, ter- tenure began. I suppose SummerSlam. Yeah, he beat him and him and uh, Cesar wrestled at SummerSlam in 15. And then they wrestled again on Raw a week later. So, by pretty much by shortly after he dropped the belt to uh, Finn at that Beast in the East show, um, he was pretty much on the main roster by the fall of 15.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, who do you wrestle at uh, WrestleMania? Um, 2016. Oh, he was in the. Uh, oh, he was in that ladder match where Zack Ryder won the belt. Okay. So at at th- at that with uh, that show still going on, WrestleMania 32, in <laughs> in Arlington. So all right. So Steen was pretty much gone within a year from after losing the ROH title to Briscoe. He was pretty much out of the company by the following summer. So I guess he stuck around in ROH. Uh, dynamite, uh, October 22nd. He did go back to Pia. When he left ROH in 2010, he went to Gorilla. Uh, January 12th, thirteen. Yeah. Steve Carino. His final ROH match was the July 19th tapings in 2014, and he beats Carino. Hmm. In his last match. So yeah, pretty much he was there in the summer of 14. He officially signed with WWE, and he took the rest of the year off and then came out in the beginning of 15. So anyway, that was Steen, not Briscoe, because he didn't go. But <laughs> um, so Jay held the belt twice. Um, and then he was pretty much back in the tags by 2016, I suppose. Um, so there you go. There is five examples. Well, four and a, and a, a perfect tag match. Of what kind of impact Jay Briscoe had on Ring of Honor as a brand And we hope you enjoyed Our picks, Steve's picks And mine um, Because I think they're the best Timestamps of that company At those times And even though you like, like you said, Steve, in early 2011 When the company was kind of in a weird place Jay was kind of there to keep it together You know mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he deserves credit for that And um Man, they were still cranking in twenty 2020, twenty 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 three. They won the Crockett Cup last year, um, but I don't think they were going to stick around in NWA. They lost their title shot to to uh, to uh, La Rebellion. I
1: don't know what they would have
0: their... done. I have a weird feeling they were going to retire eventually, at some point in the next year. Had they? Yeah,
1: I mean they were in Impact. They were doing a couple Indies, and that was about that was about it.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling that because they were both. I think Jay was older. Yeah, by a year, I believe. He was 39. Mark is 38. But 38 years old in wrestling is like 38 years old when you're a running back. Mm -hmm. Um, They've gone through – I mean, they put their bodies through a lot in 20 years. And uh, so I have a feeling within the next year – I don't know how long Mark will wrestle. I think think they're going to give – I think people are going to keep a close eye on him to see if maybe he still has that fire without his brother. It's going to be mm-hmm. very interesting to see. I think it's going to be very interesting to see if he still has that fire uh, without his brother around. I'd be very surprised. If yeah. Mark is so smart, I would have, I think Tony should have Mark run ROH, like be the kind of the point person. I think that's a guy you could trust, you know? Yeah. What about Nigel?
1: I wonder about... Where is he right now? He's nowhere. Uh, yeah, he was let go when they dropped all that and the UK talent. Yeah, and um, yeah, the guys—he's another guy with an incredible mind, and I've been really surprised that he hasn't been picked up because pretty much all the major people of this generation—I've seen some interviews, like like your Steens, your Genericos, your Adam Coles, your I and mean, your your Briscoes—like so many of that generation talk about like Nigel being that guy who taught everyone who like who they looked up to. Um, So yeah, it's, it's always, it's, I've always wondered like, and he was a good announcer too. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he'll be one of those people who ever come back and wrestle. I don't think he will, but, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to do a show about him because he's one of my favorites of all time. And, uh, general, Genuinely seems to be a, a good guy.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think so, too. And I, uh, he's going to be missed. He's going to mm-hmm. be missed. And I think I really do wonder what Mark's going to do from here on out. I think he'll do some stuff for for AW, but I don't know how long that will. Uh, we'll see how long that goes. Well, that'll do it for this month's episode of the pod of honor. Steve, Willie, you're the greatest, as always. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh been, where can everyone find you?
1: Well, you can find me on uh, with you on the mid event. You can find me oh yep. uh, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram uh at Steve One. Um I really gotta start uh, putting more stuff up on there. I haven't put stuff up on there in a while. But yeah, those are the the main places you can find me. Occasionally we'll be on, you know what that means, um, as a substitute for either Jordan Duncan or Andrew Reish, uh the AEW podcast, which is an absolutely wonderful show. Um so yeah. So that's that's where you can find me.
0: Uh thank you. You're the you're the greatest. You can find me on Twitter at Scott's Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. I do the daily time travel, uh, where we go back in time, and I post uh, what shows happened on this date. Uh, there's usually a ton of them. I usually do WWE, WCW, uh, Impact, uh, New Japan, ECW, and I'm going to start doing ROH. So. Um, and of course we we we've dropped the pods on there as well. Um we had a great weekend. Uh we're going to have a very busy month, WrestleMania month, so we're going to have a lot of uh WrestleMania content. Uh we're going to have uh some audio streams from uh from Stream Lounge, from Live Watches of Wrestlemanias. I will be doing a live watch of WrestleMania 3 on Sunday night, March 26th, the weekend before Mania, uh the real, the current Mania. And uh just Listen to all the great stuff. We thank you. The downloads, the support, we're consistently in the top 150 in the country. Usually top 100. Top 100 in the country uh, in Apple podcast downloads. And that is awesome. And that's all because of you. So thank you. Uh, We just try to to have fun here. We really do. And I love this pod. I'm so glad we finally got it going. Steve, you're the greatest. Join us next month. Uh, I kind of already know the topic Steve has in the back of his mind for the uh, for the April episode. Um, And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I believe if if I'm thinking what he's thinking, it's going to pertain to a guy we talked about a lot tonight that whose name doesn't end in Briscoe. So we will do that. So for everybody, uh, have a wonderful month. Enjoy the NCAA tournament uh, and spring training. Uh, Steve, you're the best. I'm Scott. And you have been in the pod of honor. Life is so strange when
1: it's changed.